It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, good afternoon on the East Coast. Good morning on the West Coast. This is your host, Keith Shoemaker, and you are here with Watchdogs Radio. This is our rollback week, so we are here on a Monday. So the folks that will be uh, tuning in tomorrow will uh, will already have us uh, available when they uh, pull us up on their uh, iPad, when they're on iTunes, uh, or come to the webpage. So uh, we have had, a, as usual, a very interesting week. We uh, have been out promoting Watchdogs program. We have a lot of schools getting ready to launch the program. I got to tell you, I had the greatest time right here in Atlanta, Georgia, with Georgia PTA. We did a workshop there, and I will tell you, the people there were just chomping at the bit to get these programs running. I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, W.C. Abney Elementary in Dallas, Georgia, who won that free startup kit, which uh, fortunately for me is only about uh, four or five miles from my house. So uh, I'm glad to see some local folks uh, getting involved in the program. They did win the free kit. Had some uh, some great uh, other great folks here from the state of Georgia. Um, also had our executive director, Eric Snow, was up in Maryland at the uh, Maryland PTA convention. We also heard some things out of the Virginia PTA convention. I do want to give a shout out to uh, Mike Turner of Greenbrier Middle School in Chesapeake, Virginia. Mike found out about the Watchdogs PTA man card and is to uh, bring that to his school to use it as a promotion to go directly at these guys and say, look, we know your wife is a member of PTA. I need your membership too. And uh, and this is a great opportunity to do this. We, uh, we brought this up as an idea. It kind of started as a little joke and this thing has just taken off. We know Nevada PTA is using it. We know Utah PTA is using it. We know several PTAs uh, across the country that are using that man card just to let guys know that today's PTA isn't your mama's PTA. It's not what you think it is or what you think it was years and years ago. 22% of national PTA membership is now male. And guys are getting involved. We're making a difference. We're making a change in our children's lives. And that's, uh, that's just absolutely awesome. Now, if you are listening to our show, a couple of things you can do. You can give us a call. Um, we have a great show lined up. Uh, so excited about this show that we've got lined up today. You can give us a call. Talk to us directly today here on uh, Monday at uh, 215-383-3728. That's 215-383-3728. Give us a call. Um, you can talk to us. You can also check in on the chat room if you're listening to us live on Blog Talk Radio. I'm uh, running a little bit behind here today, but I'm going to get the chat room fired up. There it is coming up. So if you want to log in and chat with us, if you're too shy to call and speak directly, that's okay, too. We don't bite, even though we are watchdogs, but we don't bite. 
So, um, let's see. We talked about uh, Georgia PTA briefly, and I also want to give a, a shout-out to the uh, the new Georgia PTA president, Rita Irves, who had an inspiring and awesome uh, speech at the convention on Saturday. I had, uh, I had a chance to listen to her. Also, a good friend of mine, Lisa Marie Haygood, who is now the president-elect. Congratulations to Lisa Marie. Um, it's going to be a fun four years uh, as far as all of the PTAs nationwide, but um, specifically since I am a member of Georgia PTA, I'm very excited about that. Well, let's check in with uh, our mothership out there in Springdale, Arkansas, my co-host, good friend Chris Dannenauer. How are things out there at the big house? Things are good, Keith. We're just uh, gearing up, getting ready for a busy fall. So, uh, we, matter of fact, we just posted our August conference call uh, times on our website. I bring that up. So, so schools will be able to see that now uh, as people are... are Slowly, administrators, office staff, uh, faculty beginning to go back to school, prepare for the new school year. So we just posted our August times, and so we're, we're kind of getting ready, getting our new links, Keith, for the teacher survey, uh, mm-hmm. for the teachers to take, and as well as our end-of-day survey for the dads or the watchdogs to take uh, when they complete their day, getting these new links to, to pass on to the schools as they come back for the new school year. Well, Chris, now that we've got those times posted, now uh, let's let's tell our listeners who may be new to the program or just trying to understand what's going on. They've just logged on. They're like, what is this Watchdogs thing? Training that is a conference call. uh, These conference calls are are very easy to participate in. We do it... uh, Chris, go ahead and tell me, how many times a week are we doing it, how often is it, and how does the conference call generally go? I know you call in, there's a, um, a, a little bit of a, a, a conversation at the beginning, but uh, kind of give us a run-through of how the conference calls work. Sure, sure, Keith. Well, the very first step we have schools do, anyone that's interested, whether you are a school or, a, or you're on the PTA board or a member of the PTA, uh, the first thing we have you do is to sign up for the training call. And uh, what we do, we ask some basic questions. So if you're a, if you work for the school or you work for the uh, district or you're on the PTA, you're going to fill out information about the school's physical address, etc., and you sign up for the call. Uh, the times posted, Keith, uh, on our website, there's central-based time zones. So. If you're on the East Coast, you need to add an hour to our times. If you're mountain, take away an hour. And if you are West Coast, you're going to start two hours earlier than the times listed. We have we all, we offer four calls a week, uh, two on Tuesday, two on Thursday. Uh, the calls last about 45 minutes in general. The actual training itself is 30 minutes, but we come on and greet you. We put you to that recorded message. We give you some tips and pointers, and then we open the phone lines for questions. Mm-hmm. And we want all our callers uh, that that are interested in watchdogs to take this first. And it's very simple. Here's why: if you're thinking that we are a big brother, big sister program, or we're a mentoring uh, program, or maybe even an after-school program, we're not. That's not what watchdogs is. That's not what we're about. And so we have it set up this way where 
if you hear our training and this is not what you wanted or you know it's not what you had in mind then all you are out is that 45 minutes just this has precious yeah. minutes to hear our training if you want to bring watchdogs and after you hear our training that next step is to purchase that startup kit so so the great thing is hey now now that you've been trained you're ready to go you're going to you're going to send us your order we'll process your order we will assign your school a school code and then you're ready to bring watchdogs to your school and so you take the training you have time to ask questions we'll answer those questions for you to clear up any muddy maybe some muddy muddy water they say and mm-hmm. then you're ready to go and so that's what that conference call is all about okay and it's uh it, it's just simply you call in have that conversation listen to the audio presentation and then you're ready to go and that is all we require of a school is not to have the training someone to have the training either through the conference call or as uh, Eric and I both did over the weekend present it live at a conference such as a PTA conference school counselors conference uh, administrators conference SRO somebody um, we can even come to your school district and give the training um, you know we want to make sure that we have uh, you know several schools in there to be able to hear the, the workshop and then just to purchase the kit and, and the, the purchase of the kit is just the simple basic needs that you have to run the program everything you need is there but it's just the simple the documentation the videos the um, the materials that, that you need to run the program and you only need to do that once that's the beauty of the thing so um, uh, that's true Keith that's the only purchase that's required is that one-time startup kit and now we do ask those those top those key members to, to take our call once once a year just for a refresher because it's been a year since you heard it but again it's only about 40 minutes but that that's what we that's what we require and ask of our schools uh, you know, to hear that call uh, just, mm-hmm. just so they can be trained and, and if they have new new members coming in, a new president, a new principal, a new counselor, or if you're on the talk dog team from last year, hey, mm-hmm. it, it's a one time, it's just a refresher once a year for about sure. 40 minutes. And even even teachers, you know, they have they need to have an understanding of of what it is that we're doing. And, and the the goals that we're trying to have to improve your school community, improve your school relationships, um, to improve the volunteer hours, uh, not only in your classroom, uh, with the school. So it gives you, if you're listening to us as a teacher, Watchdogs gives you the understanding to have a one-on-one connection with those parents to give them the understanding of how hard you're working in the school. So um, you're, you're right, just, Keith, and I'll, I'll just add this real quick. A lot mm-hmm. of our schools that are that are easily exceeding the 85 average of watchdogs coming in, uh, these are schools typically 120 to, to 300 volunteers serving as watchdog. Uh, mm-hmm. Watchdogs is the like the lead teacher, the lead teacher for the sixth grade, the lead teacher for the fifth grade the lead teacher for fourth grade typically those are the teachers that will listen to a to our call and then go back and report their findings uh either either to the grade level or for the the teachers overall hey 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 staff here's what i learned this is a great program we can do a better job of utilizing our volunteers utilizing mm-hmm. our watchdogs here's what i say if you want to get on you can but i've listened to it and here's my recommendations Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and of course, the important thing is it's all about the kids. 
And when you uh, have the opportunity to do this, you're going to hear things like this. Hi, this is Anna, and I love watchdogs. Got to give her a free plug in there every once in a while. Uh, well, let's move on to our very special guest today. About two years ago at National PTA, for, for any of you who have um, participated in trade shows or, or any kind of a exhibit hall type thing, you wind up getting to know your neighbors while, uh, while everybody is in general session and people are around. Um, that's the time when the people at the booths get around and start talking to other people at the booths and you get to know your neighbors. Well, we were very, very fortunate. Um, two years ago at Orlando, our next door neighbor was, uh, was someone who information from over the years, a lot of support, um, and have remained connected. Um, and that is Katie LeClerc Greer. Now, Katie um, has some vast experience, vast background in protecting kids when it comes to technology, when it comes to uh, cyber safety. And actually, since she is the expert, I'm going to let her introduce herself. Katie LeClerc Greer, welcome to Watchdogs Radio. We are so proud to have you with us today. Keith, it is so nice to uh, be involved in this. I'm I'm very happy that we've stayed in touch and that it's led to this. I can't wait to talk to you a little bit about what's going on today. Well, great. Now, uh, now, Katie, if you can give us a little bit of your background so our listeners will know, you know, this isn't just somebody that's a Facebook uh, addict. Um, you've got a lot of background in understanding what's going on and what can happen when we don't monitor what our kids are doing and, and what's going on. So if you can kind of give us a little background. Sure. Well, I am a, admittedly a little bit of a social networking junkie. Uh, I won't limit it to just Facebook, but we'll talk about that. So my background started with the Massachusetts Attorney General's Office when I graduated high, uh, high school, when I graduated college, and I worked for the Criminal Bureau Chief within this Criminal Bureau, there was a division that was kind of up and coming at the time. Uh, it was around 2004, 2005, the Corruption for Odd and Computer Crimes Division, and they were handling a lot of cases involving chat rooms, things of that nature. So I started asking a lot of questions. I had an amazing boss who let me attend a lot of meetings and meet with uh, the lawyers that were prosecuting these type of things and kind of get my hands dirty because I grew up in this generation of being on the computer and chatting. So my background is kind of unique in that I did grow up with this, and I also mm -hmm. saw the bad side of it when I worked with the Attorney General's office. So I found that they were doing a lot of cases involving computer crimes, everything from child pornography to solicitation cases to anything you could think of uh, back then. So I, with a prosecutor in the office, decided to start a proactive program because I really think if we just get to these kids and let them know how they can protect themselves and really simple things that they can do to make themselves safe, along with parents and teachers and principals, uh, that we can effectively kind of curve this uh, the crimes that are happening to kids under the age of 18 uh, when it comes to the Internet and now apps and tablets and 
social networking, on and on and on. So mm-hmm. it evolved and uh, started from a small program that I delivered to an elementary school in Massachusetts, and then it got national attention, CNN, Vanity Fair, I think because I was a young person doing mm-hmm. a lot of this work. So I come from two sides of this, that, yes, I know that bad things can happen on these sites, but I also see all the good it can do, and I'm extremely active with all of these things. So uh, I have a really – now I'm in schools all across the country – talking to students. Uh, I was just at uh, the NASP, the National Association of Elementary School Principals Conference in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. I'm headed to the Texas PTA Convention, which is one of my favorite events of the year, uh, this coming week in Dallas, and it's just been incredible. I'm so fortunate to have the background that I do and to be able to really make an impact. Most of my business is actually going back to the same schools year after year after year because, as you know, Technology changes so quickly that I'll talk about mm-hmm. something today, and in a week I'll have something completely different to talk about. Certainly. Well, uh, we had had some communication earlier, um, and I had recently found out about some of these um, web pages and websites that are actually promoting our young people to communicate with total strangers. And some right. of them are even. Um, overseas some of them have absolutely no regulation so is that what do you think the biggest threat to when i when when we at christmas day we open up that christmas package and there's that kindle there's that ipad there's that whatever your 13 14 or however age um child is opening that thing up what is the biggest threat right now today I think the biggest threat actually comes from what we're not doing, which is just not monitoring. I think the biggest problem is giving them a device and just saying, have at it, have a blast, see you later, good Mm -hmm. luck, I'm sure you're reading or doing something. I think the biggest threat is really what we aren't doing, uh, which a lot of parents now are learning to do, which is monitoring what their kids are doing. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying tracking every single move uh, they make, but I am saying that it's really important that they spend so much time on these devices, apps, tablets, uh, computers, whatever they may be using, iPads, iPods, uh, that they spend so much time on these devices that that we need to be involved. You know, it's it's the age-old parenting dilemma that when we were younger, our parents used to have to call the house that we were going to and check in and not just let us mm-hmm. go roam free on the streets and come home whenever we chose, that mm-hmm. we have to do the same thing. Now these kids are living their lives on these tablets, on these devices. We really, really need to be diligently checking in on what they're doing. So that is my – I think all of these, uh, most of these apps and uh, sites that these kids are using have a good and a bad side to them, but I think they can mm-hmm. be used effectively and responsibly. Most of the sites and apps, I will say, there are a couple that I will I, do, I don't find any good use for or safe mm-hmm. use for, I should say. Uh, okay. So there are some of those which I can share with you in a couple minutes, but I think that it is very, very important that we let them use it, we set limitations, and we can't just sure. give it to them and let them roam free. I think that's the biggest threat. Sure, and like one of the things, a couple of things that I've seen, you know, in my own house, and I don't want to throw my daughter under the bus here, but we have an understanding that, you know, at any time, any moment, you know, number one, I paid for the thing. I'm in charge of it. You know, I pay the connection fees and whatever. So at any time I want to, she understands and is is very clear of the fact that I can pick the thing up at any time, 
look at where the, what the texts are, look at what the, uh, the, the history on the thing is, and because that's always been the understanding, then she's okay with that. Um, right. A couple of things. Now, we had a, uh, a sleepover, and, you know, the, we did not, when we first put the thing together, we did not put it out to the other parents to say, 10 o'clock is basket time. All of the devices go in the basket. I handle the basket. And, and that's something that we need to think about because I know that recently um, there, there was a sleepover that I became aware of where some of the girls were getting onto some of these sites and, uh, you know, in the middle of the night and pulling up stuff that was inappropriate. And, right. and those are the kind of things that we need to be aware. Just because you give your child a smart doesn't mean that you are giving them total access to everything and that you're not going to be monitoring what they're doing. These are kids. Right. Uh, and and I, I think that uh, some parents, um, you know, I was, I was chaperoning a, an event at one time, and, you know, I picked up a kid's phone and, and looked at it, and the parent got furious with me. You know, I was responsible for what was going on, but the parent said I invaded privacy. So, you know, and those are some issues. So, um, it, as far as talking about those things, but, but, yeah, I think we need to get into, you know, what are the things that we need to be aware of? What are the pages, the names, when we hear them come up in conversation that we need to throw the red flag out on? Right, and I think, Keith, you hit on an amazing point, and it's one of my biggest messages to parents, is early and often, right? If my 23-month-old daughter uh, is proficient using the iPad, my iPhone, she can unlock it, she can go to her ABC apps, uh, and we have already started a basic conversation about, you know, you can't click on that, that's not for you, and I think mm -hmm. if you set this precedent early on, which is the one that you set in your household, and I think it is brilliant that that, you know, some people will disagree with, but checking mm -hmm. early and checking often that there is no expectation of privacy when it comes to this device. I can pick it up. Mm -hmm. And if you do it early, you know, it's, it's harder to implement that in high school than it is to implement right. it early. And like you said, they just expect it. And this is what I tell parents all the time, that they should be picking these things up and checking them. And can kids delete things that they've been doing? Sure. But there will mm -hmm. be red flags when that, when that comes up um, and ways to deal with that. But I think big red flags right now, things that I'm really worried about, uh, a couple of things. One are these apps uh, like Snapchat that kids are using. Kids, I have friends my age that are using Snapchat and think that these pictures are, that are sent out just disappear. And I do mm -hmm. a really great exercise with middle school kids and high school kids saying, well, where does this picture disappear to? Where, where does it go? Uh, mm -hmm. And the truth is, is that actually Snapchat just came out uh, saying, or there's actually an article that just came out about how Snapchat stores all of the images that are sent regardless of how long they're, you know, you keep them for, and that these pictures don't go away. I think that's a big, huge misconception right now that I'm going mm -hmm. around in schools trying to battle that kids don't understand these, I like to call them digital tattoos. Every single time we do something, we turn on a phone, we uh, click on a page, we send a text message, we send a picture message, we send a thing via Snapchat, we post something on Instagram, a, a track, a record is kept of that oftentimes in multiple places, um, on your server, on your computer, in your phone's uh, you know, memory, things like that that all can be extracted if, if it you know, comes to that. If law enforcement needs to intervene, there can there are ways that it can be found and extracted. And I think that this concept is lost 
not only among students, by the way, amongst parents mm-hmm. as well. Uh, you know, I have some uh, adult friends that are using these things and posting inappropriate things or inappropriate images or saying inappropriate things and think that, oh, once it off, it's off my phone, it's gone forever. And I think that's something that we really, really need to be working to educate kids and uh, community members and parents on that uh, records are made of these things. So sites like Snapchat are totally deceiving. That's not, that's really not how it works. You may not be able to see it in your Snapchat queue, but someone mm-hmm. can uh, take a, a screenshot of it. Uh, someone, It is saved in the memory of your phone that can be extracted later on if need be, you know, on and on and on. So that's one red flag for me. Um, and then another one, we talked a little bit about this, Keith, uh, kind of off the air, is about these sites, uh, I'm sorry, these apps that are being used, you know, because kids are walking around with tablets or iPhones or iPods that are Wi-Fi ready that are promoting, that are chat apps. Now, chat kind of just made mm-hmm. a big resurgence, and it kind of was dead for a while. Social networking came in, and chat kind of went away. Then social networking started integrating with chat, and there are these sites out now that are promoted uh promoting talking to strangers, and that is the whole idea of these sites. Tinder's one of them, uh, Omega, Skype, um, uh, I'm trying to think of another one. Uh, uh, Chat Roulette was a big one a couple years ago where I think kids go in innocently. It's funny when you see people fo- post crazy and weird things, but you know, I signed on to Omega uh, when I first heard about it about mm-hmm. a year ago, and you sign on as a stranger. No one is identified. Of course, you can go in and identified. There, it's either you or a stranger. That's what people are called on Omegle. And that any any. By the way, the slogan of Omegle is uh, meet strangers, right? Yeah. Um, so yes. to me, that's a big, massive, right? Actually, it's talk to strangers. I'm looking on nine now. That's their slogan. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So to me, that is a huge red flag. I was on Omegle for about 15 minutes, and I was talk to explicitly very, very, very quickly. Um, And, you know, they introduced in about 2009, they introduced the ability to uh, video chat as well, which I'm sure you can imagine what that would lead to as well. So sites like that really, really, um, apps like that, I'm sorry, really concern me. Um, I don't don't understand the concept, and I do not promote the concept of talking to strangers in any way, shape, or form. When right. it comes to this, so that is one of my biggest rules for parents and for students is that we should never be talking to strangers. And I don't care what age it's at; it's important to talk about this at the kindergarten level, and it's important to talk about it at the high school level. I think a lot of high school principals think, "Oh, you know, the, these kids are too old. They know, they know stranger danger," and they don't because if you check out their friends list or the people following them on Instagram or whatever, it, or them using sites like uh, Chat Roulette or Omegle, it's it's proof that that mm-hmm. kids, older kids as well are still think it's okay to talk to strangers. Wow. Wow. And I mean, you know, we've talked about stranger danger when I was in, in second and sure. third grade. It's it's just amazing that, that somebody thinks that that's a, that's an okay idea. Hey Katie, we got a caller here from, uh, from right here in Atlanta, 404 awesome. uh, area code. Who we got on the 404? Hey Keith, it's Brian Clark checking in. Hey Brian, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. How are y'all? Uh, doing great, doing great. Do you have a question for Katie? No, really, just kind of observation uh, or comment, really. I mean, great program. Thank you so much. You opened up my eyes to a lot of it. I just I was listening earlier, and I just kind of signed back in to say hello. 
And but uh, thank you very much for all that you're doing. It's obviously a great program, and even if it helps one one child, one parent, I mean, obviously it's well worth it. So thank you, thank you. Oh, I great! Thank, it's so nice to hear from stuff like that. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Great. Thank you. All right, Brian. Well, well, thank you for joining us. Always great to hear. Uh, I know you're uh, getting geared up to get launched over there at Baker Elementary, and uh, we're looking forward to hearing, seeing some pictures, and hearing some good stories from over there. You got it, Keith. Thanks again for all your help. God bless. All right, take care, Brian. Thanks. Bye bye. Okay, and uh, it looks like we uh, we've had Chris drop off. I think he'll probably be popping back here back in here in a minute. Um, well, Katie, we've got about two and a half minutes left. Uh, what's a couple of other things we want to get out there to make parents aware of some of those red flags? I think uh, the other red flags that I'm concerned with right now is just checking out when you check their social networking sites, things that they're using. I mean, I, I think Facebook is still the most popular social networking site in the world. However, I'm seeing it really, really drop off amongst students. It's really cumbersome. It's become, uh, you know, it's changing constantly, and the privacy settings mm -hmm. are really hard to follow. I think they're kind of just done with that. They're going to the simpler things like Instagram or Twitter. Uh, so I think that checking out their friends list, if they have a whole lot of friends that you can't identify, that's a red flag for me. I, I don't mm -hmm. ever promote talking to people you don't know online. I think that's, you know, a, a big concern of mine. Um, okay. Well, well, let me and, ask you this. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Uh, go go ahead. I was just I'm, I'm curious about Instagram. My daughter, you know, I have not let her get on Facebook. Um, I wanted to to she wants this Instagram, and I don't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. Well, let me just tell you one big huge rule about all of these things I've talked about today, and I'm not sure how old your daughter is, but uh, all of these sites, all of these social networking sites, all of these apps like Omegle, Chat Roulette, they're all Skype. They're all for kids. Uh, 13 and older. Now, mm -hmm. everyone's rolling their eyes, of course, because we know. Uh, you know I went to, a, actually, was, I was in Texas, as a matter of fact, and I was on an elementary school, and I was talking to kindergarten through third grade students, and I, but there are about, I don't know, 150 of them. And mm -hmm. with those 150, I asked, who here has a Facebook account? And I'd say about 40% of the kids raised their hand. Okay. <laughs> that was well, kindergarten through third grade, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and let us keep rolling. We're gonna lose our live right. feed here in about forty okay. seconds, but this is okay. this is really important stuff, and and uh, and I'd like to keep going. Um, Great. So if if my daughter is interested in doing Instagram, um, and and it, it would be even if I decided I did want to do that, she's thirteen, um, mm -hmm. and uh, you know trying to talk my wife into it is probably going to be a whole other story because she's she's even more. Um, safety conscious even than I am but uh, but to let her get an Instagram account isn't that mainly pictures which brings us right back to the um, once it's out there it's out there forever absolutely absolutely and most kids that are using Instagram don't understand the privacy settings which I'm on Instagram as well I, you know mm. I'm not knocking all of these sites but the problem is that people don't understand the privacy settings. So kids across the country are, are using Instagram more and more and more, and they're not using privacy settings, which if I'm not using privacy settings on Instagram, that means there are over 80 million people on Instagram that can see any picture that I take. And wow. you know, you know, I post appropriate pictures on Instagram, but for instance, I have two little kids now, and I just took a picture of uh, them playing in the pool together. and. 
I don't need 80 million people to see my kids playing in the pool together, mm-hmm. right? It's right. not inappropriate in any way, but I don't I don't care for people to know my life and see my business and know my kids and where I live and things like that. So I restrict yeah. it. There's a very simple setting you can use on Instagram that le- makes it so that only people that you allow to follow you can see your posts. And I think it can be used effectively and safely as long as you just take a couple of precautions and understand, and we need to drill this into these kids' heads, that once you post something out there, you cannot take it back. I had a great question mm-hmm. from a high school student who said, we were talking about the issue of child pornography, which is a whole other show, right? Oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. And when it comes to what about me posting a picture of myself in my bikini? Is that illegal? Uh, you know, is it suggestive? And I said, well, it, it could be illegal, you know, if you want to get into the whole child pornography laws and things like that. It, it could be. Um, but on the other side of things, do you want your next boss seeing you in a bikini? Do you want your uh, future mother-in-law or father-in-law seeing a picture of you in a bikini? I don't know. I don't know. That's. I mean, that's the only decision you have to make. Maybe you're in your bikini in a kayak in Hawaii or something like that. Mm-hmm. You're just that is what it is. But these are things that kids need to think about. And this is a big, big, big point I think that they're missing. Um, so in, when I talk in, at schools, I give them a lot of case examples. Uh, I give them some personal examples of things that I've posted in the past or my brothers have posted in the past that uh, maybe we didn't think about at the time that got us into a little bit of trouble later on or make us you know, mm-hmm. questionable about should we have posted that, should we not have posted that. Uh, and I think that really hits home with the kids. And you, you mentioned the, you know, the future boss. Um, I understand that you know, when you have things like um, there, there are services where people can employ in their background checks where they can actually go in and check your online reputation and be able to pull oh, things up from, from forever. So if you've posted something, uh, and, and I've tried to be you know, extremely careful, especially now that a lot of my Facebook friends are professional contacts versus um, you know, right. just, just plain friends, You've right. got to be really careful about what you're doing. You know, we had a uh, an example, you know, a get-together at my house where, you know, we had some green tea, but it was in a wine glass. You know, and to look at that, you would, you know, you could look at that and say, you know, maybe this isn't something that we want to put out there. There was It was totally innocent. There wasn't anything wrong with it, but it just happened to be the shape of the glass that it was in. And we thought, you know, let's pull that down. Of course, it's it's up there. It's out there. But, you know, let's pull that down because somebody may misunderstand, misconstrue what's, uh, right. you know, what this picture is being said. So the, the possibilities out there are endless. I mean, you don't know what your future is going to be like. You don't know. You may wind up, um, you know, being involved in, in something good, something bad. You may wind up getting, uh, you know, a, a huge promotion, be a, become a public figure, and they're going to be able to dredge all this stuff up if somebody's out to, to, to try to get there. But, but it just seems impossible to live your life these days without putting some stuff out there. Right, right. It's hard. And not only are we responsible for our own, but, you know, as a parent now of two younger kids, I'm also responsible for their online reputation because this is going to, you know, pictures that I post, and I post a lot of pictures of my kids doing certain things or playing or whatever it may be, pictures that I post, are going to follow them later on in life. So, for instance, I have this really, you know, I have an 8-month-old and a 23-month-old, and, you know, little kids are really cute naked, right? 
They're really mm-hmm. cute in the tub mm-hmm. together, and they're cute in the bath together and things like that. So I had a picture of them in the bath together. You couldn't see anything. It was just kind of the top half. But I thought, uh, right. you know, down the line, are the kids going to get somehow, if this resurfaces, and it's possible that, you know, wherever I shared it, on Facebook or on Instagram, if I decided to share it, would be around when maybe, maybe not. Uh, but, uh, you know, would that be, would they be embarrassed of a picture of them together in the bathtub? It was innocent. It was cute. And, uh, but that could follow them down the line, too. So we also have to, we're, we're responsible for our own, but we're also responsible for, uh, you know, we, our kids' reputation and our family's reputation and our, you know, our place of work and things like that. So we really mm-hmm. have to, you know, it's, it's, it takes thought, and, and unfortunately, with the instant nature of us just being able to take a picture and upload it immediately, I think it takes some of the thought process out of that, which is dangerous. Exactly, and not only that is that you know when it's out there, you know somebody can download it, Photoshop right. you into something that right. you you may not even be aware of, and of course, in even in Facebook, um, you know we're seeing it. We're having a problem on our Watchdogs Facebook page where people are hacking into other people's accounts and putting things that are not watchdogs appropriate up there. You know, right, we have, right. we're constantly having someone up there trying to sell shoes or, or, or right. something. And, you know, immediately when I see that, you know, I go in, you know, and remove that because it's inappropriate and, right. uh, and then block that name of that person because I don't know if this is a, an account that's been hacked into um, right. or if this is somebody that joined our group for a reason other than than what we're doing. So if, uh, by the way, if you are in our Watchdogs Facebook group, and of course, Katie, I invite you to join our group. Yeah, um, absolutely. The, uh, you know, be aware, if you see something on any Watchdog, Watchdogs or, or any other Facebook group, for that matter, that doesn't seem right, um, don't even reply to it. And, you know, we had somebody that you know, had the best interest at heart came on and said, you know, hey, I don't understand why you're posting this. It has nothing to do with watchdogs. You know, do you have an event? You know, they were, you know, had the best interest at heart trying to say this is inappropriate. But, you know, don't click on those links. Don't, if something looks like it's not right, it probably isn't. If, if right. it's, you know, we monitor the watchdogs Facebook page very closely um, but sometimes it may be, you know, 12 hours a day, two days or so before um, either myself or Eric or somebody from the, um, the the big house out there in Springdale can get on there and pull something inappropriate down. So if you see something on there or on any web uh, Facebook page or, or Instagram or whatever um, that doesn't look appropriate, you get these emails, you know, I want to send a million dollars in your account because I'm trapped in Nigeria, um, you got to be aware. From the, the claims to be from AT&T right now um, right. that says that, uh, you know, you have to click here to update your email status. And uh, the funny thing is a lot of it is either grammatically incorrect or punctuation is wrong or right. something, and it's kind of a red flag because you know it's somebody that's um, that's not an English speaker that's writing these things. Right, but right. It, it's amazing what's out there. It's amazing. Well, well Katie, we have, uh, we have run about... Uh, seven minutes. I've really enjoyed this, and I'd like to ask you to be a you know a regular guest on our show if you if you'd like to. Um, oh, I would love that. Be our, our expert. Um, I, I did want to give you the opportunity. If someone is listening, they're really interested in in what you're doing. They they're they're impressed as I am with uh, with your expertise. How would somebody um, get in touch with you? How would and and what do you offer as far as coming out to a school or a convention or whatever? What are your capabilities? 
Yes. So I travel to, I do a lot of conventions in the summer. I also do some, obviously, during the winter, but a lot of them in the summer. Uh, I co- my, my biggest job is going to school. So I work with a ton of PTAs, have been absolutely, as you know, amazing in helping coordinate these events. And I come, I speak to kindergarten through 12th grade, also do, uh, I train law enforcement, I do professional development for teachers. Generally what my day looks like most of the time is I'll be in a school for a day speaking with the students and I have seven different presentations so they span the grade levels and their, you know, different appropriateness, obviously, depending on the age level. And then I'll mm-hmm. speak with the parents at night. And we've had as many as 2,000 parents show up at, at an evening presentation. And I've just been so, so blessed and fortunate to most of my business, like I said, is repeat year after year after year going back to the same schools. I'm about, mm-hmm. uh, let's see, about 90% booked for this fall and probably about 40% booked for the following spring uh, 2014, but I would love, I just, I don't think enough kids can get this information and parents as well. So I can be reached at Katie, K-A-T-I-E, at klgreer.com. I have a website. Uh, it's Katie, uh, I'm sorry, www.klgreer.com. And I'm not paid by anybody uh, to do you know, I don't, I don't promote anything. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. paid to talk about certain things uh, because I just, I've been approached to, but I think that's dishonest from where, you know, what I'm trying to mm-hmm. do and the message I'm trying to get out. So um, I put mm-hmm. a lot of articles on my page that I find really helpful or interesting. I blog as well, and those are all up on my page as well. But I'd love to come to your school, so uh, please, you know, email me or check out my website um, if you need my phone numbers on there as well. So uh, okay. that would be great. And, and of course, is do you mainly work in uh, in New England, or I, I understand? I don't you know, actually. Most of my business, yeah. So most of my business started in New England, and now most of my business is all throughout the country. I have to say, I have not been to Georgia yet. I would absolutely love to come <laughs> we'll have to, to work Georgia. On that. Yes, yes. Um, but um, yeah, no. It's all over the country. Is my I'm based out of New England area, but I'm I actually most of my business is not in New England. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, yeah. all right. Well, well, Katie, thank you so much for joining us. And, and for those of, uh, of you who are listening to us on uh, Blog Talk Radio or uh, iPhone, I, uh, iTunes, uh, we apologize for going over um, a little bit here. If you had that 30-minute drive to work that you're normally listening to us, if, uh, if I've had to make you sit in the parking lot for a little bit, uh, this has been a very uh, interesting conversation, very intriguing and I really appreciate, Katie, uh, that, that you joined us. And as I said, you're welcome to call us in anytime. Generally, we're on Tuesdays. Occasionally, every third week, we'll roll back to a Monday just because of some scheduling conflicts. But, uh, but we would like to have you back as a regular uh, contributor to our show here on Watchdogs Radio. Oh, it would be my pleasure. You guys are you were so wonderful when I met you. I was about nine months pregnant when I met you guys in Orlando, the hot Orlando summer, and you guys are just all gentlemen and doing some wonderful things. So I'd be I'd be honored to be back. Well, thank thank you so much. And once again, if you have uh, any questions, would like to learn a little bit about uh, Katie Leclerc Greer and the work that she's doing, you can go to uh, let me make sure I've got it right, uh, klgreer.com, and that's G R E E R. Um, yes, uh, K-L-G-R-E-R, that's right. Great. And uh, do you have a, a a phone number you'd like to throw out there? Uh, no, I think generally people just get me on email okay. or um, on my page, I think is the best way to do it. 
Great, great. Okay, and uh, and I will uh, link to that as well. So, uh, Katie, once again, thank you so much. And for those of you who uh, are joining us on a regular basis, we are uh, well over 25,000 downloads um, and, and just uh, really enjoying it. We would love to hear from you and hear from where you are and what you would like to see on Watchdogs Radio. Check us out on Facebook at WATCH space B period O period G period S. Once again, if you're going to be in Kentucky, I will see you coming up on Saturday. So remember, the only schools that don't have a Watchdogs program are the ones that don't know enough about us. See you next week. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.